Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Giribara Dadi Jaya Gopi Janavalava Giribara Dadi Yashorananda Braja Janananjana Yashorananda Braja Janananjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Jaya Gurudev, 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 Jaya Jaya Gurudev. Nitai Gora Premanandi, save the whole world, Sita Prabhupada Ki, Iskan Guru Ki.
Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 6. Is it text number 2? Thank you. Vyasa Uvacha Bhikshubir Vipravisite Vijananandas Trabis Tava Vartmano Vasyas Adye Tataha Kim Akarod Bhavan Vyasu Vacha Bhikshubhiripravasite Vigyananandristribestava Vartmano Vyasa Adye Tata Kim Akarod Bhavan Vyasu Vacha Bhikshubhir Vipravisite Vigyanandististribhistava Vartmano Vyasa Adye Tata Kim Akarod Bhavan Vyasu Vacha Vikshubhiri Pravasite Vigyanana Jishtebhattava Vartmano Vyasa Adye Tata Kim Akarod Bhavan Vyasu Vacha Vikshubhir Vipavasite Vartmano Vyasa Adye Word for word, Vyasa Uvacha. Sri Vyasa Dev said, Bhikshubi, by the great mendicants, Vipravisati, having departed for other places, Vijnana, Scientific knowledge in transcendence. Adestribi, those who had instructed. Tava, of your. Vartamanaha, present. Vyasi, 
of the duration of life. Adyeh. Before the beginning. Sorry, before the beginning of. Tata. After that. Kim. What? Akarot. Did. Bhavan. Your good self. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace to the A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki. Sri Vyasadev said, What did you, Narada, do after the departure of the great sages who had instructed you in scientific transcendental knowledge before the beginning of your present birth? Please repeat. Please repeat. Sri Vyasadev said, What did you, Narada, do after the departure of the great sages who had instructed you in scientific transcendental knowledge before the beginning of your present birth? Sri Vyasadeva said, What did you, Narada, do after the departure of the great sages who had instructed you in scientific transcendental knowledge before the beginning of your present birth. Purport. Vyasadeva himself was the disciple of Nardaji, and therefore it was natural to be anxious to hear what Narda did after initiation from the spiritual masters. He wanted to follow in Narda's footsteps in order to attain to the same perfect stage of life. This desire to inquire from the spiritual master is an essential factor to the progressive path. This process is technically known as Sadharma Pracha. Omagana Chanandasya Jananjanan Salakaya Chakshuru Militam Jaina Tazmai Shri Gurvena Maha Shri Chaitanya Minobisham Shapitam Jaina Bhutale Swam Rupa Kadamayam Dharanti Swapadantikam. I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge from my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shimate Tamal Krishna Goswamini Namani. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Namani. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine. Nirvishesha Sunyavari Pashka Chidi Shatarine. Vanchakopa Tarubhaisya Kripasindavasevacha Patitana Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Maha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Well happy Akadashi Today is Thursday, and it is the 5th of March. Our year is already flying by. We've got Gorpranim coming up soon. And uh, it was a week from Monday, so it's next week. Is it Monday or Tuesday? It's Monday. Monday. Gorpranim is Monday. So the next coming Monday is Gorpranim. And so this is a, a holy time of year. It's... Uh, the new year, right, for the Vaishnavas, for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, this is our new year coming up. So oftentimes folks will do New Year's resolutions, right? 
things to improve themselves, ways they can be better. Do you ever do that, Sam? Do you make resolutions to do things that are good or give up bad habits? Yeah, Sam does it. I do it. Mostly we start out strong and then it tapers off, right? So let's try uh, to uh, uh, remember uh, the difficulties that Narada Muni had to go through, that Sri Pallad had to go through, that Sri Prabhupada had to go through. And in, me- in remembering the difficulties of these great sages, these great devotees, the great leaders, we can uh, have solace and we can have instruction on how we can tolerate the difficulties of the material world. Uh, this is a, 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 one of the things that really helps us to deal with the, with our day-to-day difficulties and, and the problems of life and being in a material world is really to be focused on the spiritual path, on the spiritual uh, bhakti mark. And we're not always perfect in how we, 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 pro- we progress on that path, chanting, dancing, feasting, and we need to associate with devotees. But sometimes we have to do other things in life and jobs, uh, contamination, outside world, and it can be difficult. So in, in seeing these holy times of the year, in seeing these special appearance days of the great Acharyas, in celebrating Janmashtami, Radhastami, uh, uh, Ra, Lord Ram Chandra's appearance, Lord Nityananda Prabhu's appearance, uh, and by doing that in a special way, we can rejuvenate ourselves and remain fixed uh, in Krishna consciousness. When we get a little bit off track, there's always these festivals coming. There's always these opportunities to remember Krishna throughout the calendar year. And so this is a holy time of year. Um, it's also a holy time of year for the Christians. They have Lent. This is their Lenten observance leading up to the to the crucifixion of Jesus. And so they've begun Lenten observances. So they've increased their spiritual practices. They've, they've made resolutions to give up bad habits and to increase good spiritual practices. And so it's a good time for us to do that. And, and really it's a good time any time of year, right? And especially on today is Akadashi. So Akadashi is the mother of devotion. Because by doing, giving up some things and increasing our spiritual practices, even a little bit, Krishna's pleased, uh, Bhakti's pleased, devotion is increased, and the transcendental ocean of uh, uh, bliss is increased. It's already unlimited and it's always increasing, but it increases even more from our small effort. Yeah, even from our small effort of uh, spirit souls like us. Because uh, we're connected intimately with the Supreme Soul, with Krishna. And we want to uh, focus our energies, focus our efforts every day, every minute on Guru and Krishna. Guru's instructions are to chant, to follow the regulated principles, to associate with devotees, to read the Srimad Bhagavatam, and to read Bhagavad Gita. And best to read an association of devotees. But even just sitting down and reading the Bhagavad Gita, when I, I got to open the, the, excuse me, the Bhagavatam last night, and to be amazed to read, uh, these pastimes, this first canto is, is so full of, uh, 
primary instructions and basic the the basis of of a, a person's life who is so important to this movement Sri Narada Muni Sri Narada Muni ki he's just so absolutely incredible personality he appears in Krishna's pastimes constantly whenever something needs to happen and so we're hearing we're going to hear his life story Narada has already been instructing uh, Vyasadeva in the last chapter and in this chapter, uh, Vyasadeva has asked Narada Muni, you know, what did you do after the departure of the great sages who had instructed you in scientific transcendental knowledge before the beginning of your present birth, you know, before you became Narada Muni? He was this little boy who was with his mother and, and she was his only support. And so with her, he helped these great sages who came to visit. She was a, a maidservant, so she served them in a in a nice way. And Narda, as a little boy, helped with that. And these sages took a liking to Narda Muni, and they blessed him. And not only that, they initiated him. Initiated him. They had so much uh, uh, affection and so much uh, uh, love to give, so much compassion that they could benedict Narada Muni to be a devotee and only because he had shown some nice inclination and done a little bit of service right he did service to these sages and how many times did he take the remnant of their prashad Sam do you know Narada Muni one you're right only one time he took the remnants of their food that they ate, the prashad that they ate, and he got to become Narada Muni. So uh, Vyasadeva is asking, well, this is an amazing story. You were just a little boy. What happened after the sages left? And so Narada Muni is going to tell us, we know the story. His mother was bitten by a snake and died, and he was all alone. He was five years old. He had no support. So where did he go? What direction did he go in, Sam? Do you know? Well, yes, that's what he was, what he wanted. And so he just, he, he said, I'm going to go north. He just went north. So that's kind of an up thing, right? It's an upwardly direction. So he didn't say, well, I'm going to go try to find out where, you know, uh, you know, I can hang out. And maybe engage in sinful activities or, or help criminals or something like No, he was like, I'm going to go north. And he travels for many days. And he goes through many, many different terrains and places. And he, he gets tired, right? He, he gets tired out. And so he didn't have anything to eat. And he comes to this beautiful river. So he takes bath in the river. And he drinks some water. And he feels refreshed. So there's a nice instruction there. That's going to be coming up later in the verses. Uh, when you feel tired out, you, you're, you're not feeling great, you're just whipped, you're tired, drink some water and feel, taste Krishna. Krishna is the taste of pure water. We don't always get pure water, but you can remember Krishna when you drink water. Krishna is the taste of water, and water has a taste. And so Krishna... Uh, uh, you know, Narada got to this point and and drank the water, and then he sat down under a banyan tree in a in a very secluded forest, and he started to meditate, and he got a vision of who Sam, 
He got a vision of Krishna, right? And Krishna uh, appeared to him as Narayan in his forearmed feature. And Narada Muni was, of course, in ecstasy. But the, the vision didn't last. And he was very perturbed by that. So he tried to get the vision again. But it didn't happen. So he, uh, Krishna actually then comes to him in the most powerful form that Krishna can come in. And what is that? True, Lord Shringa is very powerful, but in what material-ish form, it's not material when Krishna comes in that form, but what, what of our senses is the most powerful way that Krishna can appear? Actually, it's sound. Sound in our ears. Krishna came in a sound vibration and he spoke to Narada Muni and he says, um, you know, I've appeared to you this before and I won't appear to you in this way again. But I want you to do devotional service. So um, we'll read that coming up. It's coming up. But I wanted to give you a little taste of what's going to happen. And uh, how instructive this is. When we see how Narada Muni was put into this difficulty in his previous life when he was just a little boy. And his mother is killed, dies from a snake bite. He's all alone. And so, what does he do? He concentrates on Krishna. He decides that it's uh, it's time for him to uh, pursue the spiritual path. And these difficulties that the great personalities undergo and how they respond to the difficulties are there to instruct us. Um... <clears throat> the other example, the big example is Prahlad Maharaj, right? Prahlad was put into all these difficulties. And what was his response? His response was to be Krishna conscious, to remember Krishna. And he wasn't overwhelmed with the difficulty that was confronting him. He could see Krishna's hand in the difficulty. A really dear devotee of all of us here in the community just went, went through a really great difficulty. Maternoth Prabhu went through a, a huge difficulty. And at the end of it, we could even, in, and even during it while he was going through the difficulty, we could all see Krishna's hand, right? We could see this is Krishna's arrangement. This is Krishna's arrangement for him to go through this difficulty. And then, Krishna puts him in the difficulty and then Krishna took him out of the difficulty, right? We were all praying to Radha Kalachanji sincerely and it was an amazing thing to see to increase our uh, love for Krishna and to thank him for, wow, look at this wonderful thing. Krishna will put us into difficulty. We should all of us expect a similar test to way, to way Maternoth was tested. Because of his whole life, he's lived a long, wonderful life. He's been Krishna conscious. He's been doing so much service. He's the most wonderful, gentle, kind devotee, right? And so for him to be put in that difficulty, we're all pulling our hair out. This is an unbelievable. And so it's, it's instructive for us. Because we may not have such a great difficulty, and we, of course, none of us want such a great difficulty, but we should remember any difficulty that comes is Krishna's mercy. 
And the great, the great sages, they actually rejoice in the difficulties. And Arjuna and the Pandavas, look at the difficulties they were put in. And they were, they were Krishna's dear most friends. Krishna's own dear most friends are put into that kind of difficulty. Even Bhishmadev couldn't believe it. The difficulties the Pandavas had to endure. And he was their grandfather. And so he would, he, even he couldn't believe it. So Krishna, uh, does this to increase the love we feel for Krishna because in put, being put into difficulties, we have to surrender more. We have to call out to Krishna. We have to ask for help. We have to go to his devotees, to his disciples, to our gurus and ask them for help. I'm having this difficulty. This is really difficult. What do I do? Take shelter of the devotees. Take shelter of the gurus. And by doing this difficulty, by enduring the difficulty, it increases our Krishna consciousness. It increases our, our appreciation for the devotees and for Krishna's mercy. Uh, Krishna is going to eventually take everything away. What's the most dear thing that we have, Sam? That's true. Yeah, if you if you have Krishna in your heart, that's the most dear thing. I'm thinking more materially. What's the most dear? Yeah, our body. Our body. Don't you think, Sam, our body is so dear to us because it's the vehicle by which we can enjoy sense gratification. We eat, sleep, drink, right? We we go out. We, we enjoy with these senses, our eyes. Well, one day Krishna's going to take that away. Our body will die. Our senses will cease. But our, who we really are, spirit, soul, will live on. So we should remember this all the time. We're, we're not in a permanent arrangement. Our current body is not going to be here forever. We're not going to be permanently in this body. So Krishna consciousness is the, is the actual practice of choosing your next birth. Because you're not going to be under the whims of karma. It's not whimsical. Karma is not whimsical. Our approach to life is whimsical. So we're going to give up that whimsical approach to life. And we're going to live our lives in a God-centered way. So that we don't have to endure the karmic reaction. And receive the body that we normally would have. Unless we do Krishna conscious activities. Dedicate our life in service. I'm sitting here in front of devotees. They've dedicated their whole life to the service of Krishna. Their, their next birth is not going to be ordinary karmic birth. It's going to be a birth that's glorious and wonderful based on their giving their life to Krishna. They're going to get Krishna their next birth. They're going to take birth in Krishna's pastimes. This is available to us. If we surrender our lives to Krishna now and practice Krishna consciousness in a sincere way, the way child Narada Muni did. And uh, Narada Muni says, you know, in his previous life, when Narada Ji was impregnated with spiritual knowledge by the grace of the great sages, there was a tangible change in his life. Whoops, I read ahead. I wanted to read from the purport. Uh, 
So the, the verse again, what did you Narda do after the departure of the great sages who had instructed you in scientific transcendental knowledge before the beginning of your present birth? Prabhupada explained, and there's two more questions that, that Vyasadeva gives to Narda, but we're just going to stop here at, at this verse. But Prabhupada explains this verse by saying that Vyasadeva himself was the disciple of Nardaji. And therefore, it was natural to be anxious to hear what Narda did after initiation from the spiritual masters. Is this not the same for us? We have Guru, so we naturally are inclined to ask, Gurudev, what did you do after you got initiated? And for disciples of Tamal Krishna Maharaj, we're very fortunate we have a books, the books he wrote. One of the books is Servant of the Servant. We can read how he surrendered to Prabhupada, surrendered to the Holy Name, did so much service for the movement, was a, a remarkable leader in the movement, and how he calls each of us, his disciples, his friends, his associates. Even if you're not a disciple of Tamal Krishna Goswami, you are his friend. You, you can get instruction you can get mercy from him just the way we all get mercy from Srila Prabhupada I'm a grand disciple of Srila Prabhupada I'm not a diksha disciple of Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada is not giving diksha initiation anymore but everybody is Prabhupada's shiksha disciple shiksha he's our shiksha guru so we can read about Srila Prabhupada we can read the Lilamrita we can read his own writings. Prabhupada describes what he did after he took initiation from his spiritual master. His spiritual master basically initiated him on the first time he ever saw him, right? He said, you should, you should go to the western countries and spread Krishna consciousness. This happened in the very first time that Srila Prabhupada ever met his spiritual master. He just went to a, a, a class that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakura was giving. And at the end, this is what he tells Prabhupada. Of course, he, he, at that time, he, he was, later he took initiation, he became Abhai Charanaravinda, uh, Bhakti Vedanta Srila Prabhupada. Now, Bhakti Vedanta was a title he got, I believe, when he took sannyas, right? And so he was Abhai Charanaravinda, fearless. Abhai means fearless. And so this is the name his spiritual master gave him because he knew from the beginning and he told Srila Prabhupada, I know who you are and I know you will be the devotee that goes to the West and spreads this Krishna consciousness movement. This great personality who's been predicted in the scriptures that will take Krishna consciousness and spread it all over the world. And Prabhupada did that. And so... We want to know what happened after Prabhupada took initiation. What happened to Tamal Krishna Maharaj after they took initiation? And we ask each other that question all the time. We meet a devotee. Well, what, what's happened in your life since you took initiation? Give me the pearls of wisdom. Give me the jewels of realization, if you're so inclined, to tell me what's made your life so enlivened in Krishna consciousness, Right? And they will all tell you the same thing. Service to guru. Service to the spiritual master. Service to the deity. Service to the holy name. And associating closely with the devotees of the, of the Sankirtan movement. Of ISKCON. The International Society for Krishna Consciousness. 
by doing that, we perfect our lives. This is uh, the golden opportunity of the golden avatar whose appearance day we're going to celebrate soon. We're going to get a chance to celebrate the appearance of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki. And the Panchatattva, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shirdweta, Gadadha, Shivasadi, Gora, Bhakta, Vrinda. The appearance of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so vital and so important for us as devotees in the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya because we chant and dance and feast. And this is Sri the, this, this is Lord Chaitanya's method. He wrote the Shikshastakam. He gives us instructions and everything is there in Shikshastakam. The, the whole ball of wax, it takes us from being a, 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 uh, servant, a menial servant, not menial, but a, a surrendered soul beginning, pro, beginning the process, right, of spiritual understanding of, of committing your life in bhakti, per, performing devotion to Krishna. And then it takes you right to the end of the position of Shimati Radharani. Krishna, whatever you do, say, want, I'm fine with it. Whatever, you're free to do anything you want because I'm eternally your sold out servant. No matter what, I belong to you. And Krishna says, that means, if you, that means, and I belong to you. So then the competition begins. Who can, who can do more for the other? And so this, it's ever increasing. We can't understand that there's nothing that's ever increasing in the material world, right? <laughs> Except maybe ignorance, stupidity, yeah, guile, ugliness, a lot of things we can do, seem to be increasing. But in the spiritual world, it's ever increasing. Love can be ever increasing. Krishna's, Krishna's power, Krishna's spiritual power, uh, unlimited, is unlimited and it's, but yet it's still growing. And even Krishna doesn't know <laughs> the limits of his own power because he's Krishna. But it's just so amazing to, uh, accept and to believe and to have hope that we can be in a situation that is better than anything we've experienced in this world. For most of us, maybe what childhood? I had an idyllic childhood. I had a wonderful childhood. I got to, to play with cousins and I had a brother and we just played literally all the time. We had fun constantly. We would play together. We would sometimes fight a little bit. We would play games. We would run around. I mean, we ran around. Back in those days, kids were just, we were pushed out of the house in the morning, right? Get out. We'd spend the whole day out. Maybe come back for lunch. Maybe not if someone else would feed us. By the end of the day, my mom would come to the porch and just start to yell our names. We might be two blocks away, but we'd hear it. And we'd come back and, you know, and have dinner. And then it was, uh, uh, Kids would play and just, it, and, and there was all, even a sense back then, it's never going to get better than this, right? <laughs> there was attraction of boy and girl, but there was none of the sexual attraction. There's none of that knowledge was there yet. But who we were as spirit souls, we, we, we wanted to enjoy. And the enjoyment that we got as children was blissful and completely, almost completely innocent, right? It was innocent fun. What is it Krishna does in the spiritual world? He enjoys that kind of fun, <laughs> right? With his cowherd friends, the cowherd boys, the cowherd girls, the, the superiors. 
he, he, he grows up a little. First, he's a little baby. He's a little boy. He does little baby fun things. He does little children fun things. Then he does teenage fun things, right? And so these uh, experiences, these pastimes of Krishna are full of nectarian juice, enjoyment, fun, bliss. Just from reading about them, they're blissful. Imagine being in them. And that's all we can do now, right? Is imagine it. And we shouldn't go too far and try to make it up or imagine it because then it becomes sahaja. It's become made up. So we want to accept the understanding of Krishna that we get from Srila Prabhupada, that we get from our spiritual masters and not go outside their teachings to say, well, there's more. There's more I need to learn. You know, Prabhupada didn't give us everything. That's ridiculous. Everything's there and everything will be revealed to us in time, when we become advanced, when I can become advanced enough, Krishna can reveal, Prabhupada, Gurudev, my spiritual master, will reveal within the core of my heart, what is my actual relationship with Krishna? That will come in time when advancement is there. If you're not advanced and you learn that, then you become sahaja. You don't understand it and you make wrong decisions. You become uh, a pretender. You know, if you've, you've got to be ready before you can drive that truck, you've got to learn how it works, right? That's a crude example, but you got to have training. I mean, just in the material world, how much training it takes to do almost everything, right? And the, and the greatest position by doctor, right? Doctors need tons of training because it's a very professional position and you have life or death in your hands and think how much time it takes to become a doctor. Well, we're all training right now to become doctors of spirituality because we've been given the highest knowledge, the the highest, highest of the high knowledge. There's nothing close to this anywhere else. It's in a purified form because we got it directly from Srila Prabhupada. He's, he's, He's not adulterated with, I think, maybe, it could be, well, here's the theory, and then, oh, five years later, oh, now we're going to change the theory, right? Transcendental, scientific, transcendental knowledge doesn't change. It doesn't take a scientist to come up with theories about what is scientific, transcendental knowledge. No, we get it from Krishna. We get it from the pastimes. We get it from the Bhagavatam and the Gita. Krishna himself speaks it. He speaks this knowledge. And then we get it explained to us by Srila Prabhupada and his disciples and his grand disciples. And they help us to understand what's Krishna trying to tell us. How can we live a God-centered life? How can we be dedicated to Krishna in a real way? So Ekadashi is here today to help us. The Bhagavatam is here. Narada Muni's pastimes are here to help us to understand. It's so amazing. It's so unbelievable. So I really strongly recommend reading this chapter. You can go online and the Veda base is there and you can pull up Srimad Bhagavatam online. And the first thing I got was Veda base Bhagavatam. And you go there and you hit first canto. And it looks almost like they're for sale. It's, it's not a, it's not a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way to open it up and read it. But it has the, the picture of the first canto on it, the older picture from the first canto. And then, uh, you can go to the sixth chapter 
And you can read the whole chapter without purports. But when you click on it, it opens the purport. So it's really nice to read the whole chapter. And then go back and read the chapter in the purports. But when you read the whole chapter, and, and the verses in this chapter are pretty short. They just say quick bullet points. And so it's an amazing chapter. I just want to mention my, our spiritual master, Tamal Krishnamaraj. He mentions that he wrote a letter to Srila Prabhupada. And he said in the letter, he had just read the, a verse coming up, that um, Narada Muni was the son of an ordinary... Uh, maidservant woman. And so uh, he wrote to Srila Prabhupada and he said, well, Srila Prabhupada, um, I've just read Narada Muni was like an ordinary son of this maidservant. And what were you in your previous birth? Because we're hearing about Narada and what were you? So Tamal Krishmaraj wrote this letter. And so Srila Prabhupada wrote him back and he said, Narada Muni was never ordinary. He was never ordinary. Now, and if you read carefully, it, it says his mother was the ordinary maidservant. But Narada Muni was never ordinary. And he said, and he goes, and as to my past, he says, as far as I have been able to understand, he was a doctor and he was sinless. He was a doctor and he was sinless. He had no sin in his previous birth. Now, Prabhupada came from the spiritual world, so take that as you as you want. But and then Prabhupada said, "Does this does this in any way affect how I am your spiritual master?" Meaning, and he said, "Tamal Krishnamurti said he was just bowled over. He said he couldn't believe it. He said, because because Prabhupada is saying, are you having some doubt?'" <laughs> and so he 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 said he was just shaking. He said. So he wrote Srila Prabhupada back and said, no, I have no doubt. <laughs> I am not, have any doubt as to who you are and, and that you're my eternal spiritual master. But I think Tamal Krishna Maharaj's uh, letter to Prabhupada maybe could be uh, interpreted that, that he was asking the same kind of question about Prabhupada. What did you do after you were initiated? It might be reasonable to to assume that that was Tamal Krishnamaraj's intent in writing that, but Prabhupada uses it. He uses everything to instruct the disciple. Tamal Krishnamaraj did this to us as disciples. The Guru will do that. He will use everything, everything you say. He might he will use to increase your Krishna consciousness, to instruct you, to chastise you sometimes, to embarrass you, to make you laugh. I mean, Tamal Krishnamaraj could take anything that was happening at any second and point it at you and, and use it as a way to instruct you in Krishna consciousness. And that's why we were so benedicted and so much loved to be in the association of Tamal Krishnamaraj and to be in the association of advanced devotees because they will all do this for you. They will, they, they will be, they will talk to you in this way. And so we see Prabhupada instructing his disciple, Tamal Krishnamaraj. And so in reading this, in, in remembering it, in thinking about it, it benefits us because this is what we need to do. We need to have these interactions and these exchanges so that we can become advanced in Krishna consciousness. So um, that's it for me. Um, are there any questions or comments? Yes. So, I was reading 
right? Absolutely. The uh, uh, and forgive me. Tell me your name again. Brandon. Brendan or Brendan? Not Brandon, but Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, because my nephew is named Brendan. So yes, I will remember that now. Bakta Brendan has just asked a question that he read that at the time of our death, the thought that we have will determine our next birth. Yes, that's absolutely correct. That's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's explained in the Bhagavatam, in the Gita. Are what we, what we're, th- and it, it's, is it really just what we're thinking of at the last minute before we pass away? Like, you know, is it, is it just a, yeah, is it just like a passing whim? Like, oh, I thought of a bird. I'm about to leave my body. And I think of a bird. So now you take birth as a bird. No, I think really more what it means is what you've thought of your whole life. Yeah, all of that is going to be there at the end. And you're going to be like, well, I had hundreds of cars and houses and money and wealth. Or I didn't have cars and money and enjoyment and I wish I had. And I, or I, I committed criminal offenses all my life. I hurt this person. I did that. Those are the kind of things that are going to be uh, affecting your mind when you leave your body. And the most, uh, uh, the, the hardest part is going to be that you don't want to leave your body. It's very, very difficult to, to die, to, to leave your body. The soul doesn't want to leave. And so the body shuts down. And fortunate for most devotees, it's a, it's a progressive thing. The body shuts down and you, you get a chance to know. Krishna prepares you. And for devotees, the, the goal is to have devotees around you chanting. You know, or for you to be remembering all your life, I did devotional service. It maybe it wasn't always perfect, but for the most part, I dedicated the whole of my life since I got initiated to being a devotee. And so that's going to protect you. That's going to Krishna is going that all of those impressions, uh, realizations, efforts, knowledge, mercy are going to make you think of Krishna at the time of death. And then when you do that, you step over the head of death and you don't have to take birth in another material body. Actually, you will. You'll take, But you'll take birth in a universe on a planet where Krishna's pastimes are going on. And you'll get to join and, and get trained up in your eternal spiritual relationship with Krishna. So... Um, but it's not a material birth. It's completely transcendental. So for devotees, that's what Prabhupada said. You can go back to Godhead in this lifetime, at the end of this life. And that is the goal. So that we're not thinking about all of these these ug- other ugly karma things. And it's really sad because uh, if you go to like uh, places where people are leaving their bodies, sometimes they see y- the Yamadutas. They know what's coming. You know, and they're terrified. They're terrified. So uh, we're so fortunate. That's not going to happen to us. The Yamadutas, uh, Nityananda Prabhu told me, told this story the other. They're scared of devotees because what happened when they tried to take Ajamil, the the Vishnu Dutas came and they said, "Leave them alone." Sometimes they have fights. The Vishnu Dutas and the Yamadutas they had a fight because they're trying to pull a soul away and take him to hell, and they say, no, 
you have to stop. And there, the Yamadudas, no, we're taking them. The Vishnu Dudas say, no. Chakra! The chakras come and they chop up the Yamadudas. <laughs> so they, they are not, they, uh, Krishna is gonna, is gonna protect us. Devotees will have the Vishnu Dutas come and take us and help us. You had a question, Sam? Generally, at, at class time, it's a time for question about philosophy or religion or the spirituality. Okay. It's like a question about the Bhagavatam or Krishna or the pastimes that you heard during class. We can talk another time about something personal if you want. Uh-huh. Do you have a personal question? Do you have a non-personal question? question? Actually, some devotees have it. Yes, Mataji. Uh, can you go back home, back to Godhead, without a spiritual master? Um, the 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 presence of a guru in your life is is critical, you know, to going back to Godhead. You really have to have guru, because um, what does going back to Godhead mean? There's different, uh, you know, there there's Krishna, there's Krishna Loka. There's Goloka, and then there's Vaikuntha, right? So there's a giant section of the spiritual world that is uh, Lord Narayan, right? Lord Vishnu. And so there, if you go back to Godhead there, you, you get a, a body like Lord Vishnu, and, and you, you, you almost look just like him, and you have almost all of the opulences of Lord Vishnu, but not quite all. And there, uh, you know, that's Vaikuntha. So... It's really important. We don't just want Vaikuntha, right? We want Krishna Loka. We want to go back to the pastimes that you see in these paintings, which is Krishna in the spiritual world in Goloka. And Goloka is a giant planet. It's beyond big. It's, it's not even understandable how big it is. And it's in the spiritual world. That's where Krishna is. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there too. A special section of Goloka is there, and Lord Chaitanya is having his pastimes. So um, I I can't say no, never, because Krishna can do what he wants. But I mean, if if Krishna uh, wants someone to go back home, back to Godhead, even without having had a guru or formal initiation, then he can do that. So, but for us. We shouldn't rely on that. We shouldn't say, "Well, I, I've got Krishna. I'm just going to go to Krishna on, on my own." You can't do that. I can't go see the president. I can't go see the governor. I can't go see the mayor. I can't go see uh, uh, the head of the police department on my own just because I want to. I have to have the authority and have someone recommend me and say, okay, now you can have an appointment. What do you need, first of all? Right? So it's it's a crude example, but it's similar. So yeah, we need guru. So let's not try to say, well, I'm, I can get there without guru. Is that all right? Thank you. One more? What were you reading? Where is it from? In the Gita. Fourth chapter Gita, Prabhupada's. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, wow, yeah. 
And what do you think makes it possible that a spiritual master, that someone who's inclined to, to do that kind of service and maybe even go to hell and preach and get souls to bring back to Krishna, what do you think makes it possible for them to do that? I was I wanted to get at the point that they're Krishna conscious. And if you're Krishna conscious, you have Krishna. You have Vaikuntha. You have Goloka. You have pastime. When we sit and chant Hare Krishna, all of those things are there. Krishna's there. His pastimes are there. His qualities are there. His associates are there. His Dom is there with us when we chant Hare Krishna. The advanced, really advanced devotees, they know that. And so they're not perturbed by being in hell or in heaven or in a difficult position. They're equiposed. They're like, they're seeing what's going on. They're like, how can I help these other people get what I have? Because I, I'm okay. <laughs> I have Krishna and, and you feel the bliss. Because they're Krishna conscious. They're fully Krishna conscious. So if Krishna says, I want you to go here, I want you to go there. There's also that element too. It's, it, it may not just be that the person decides, oh, I want to take another birth to help here. Everything is done like, you know, through a system of command, right? And, you know, what is our, what does our guru want for us? What, what, what does Krishna want for us? Prabhupada was directly in contact with Krishna. You know, Krishna could tell him, you know, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But still, he had a spiritual master. So the spiritual master also instructed him. And, and, and we, we all get, the the five general instructions no meat fish or eggs no gambling no intoxication no intercourse outside marriage and every day chant hari krishna 16 rounds right everyone gets that from guru but if you're fortunate sometimes the spiritual master will give you a further instruction something specific that he wants you to do and they're rare it's considered to be rare that the guru will do that if he does it's to be treasured in your heart that that is a great, great uh, blessing to get to be told to do something more than just what the general instructions are. So Prabhupada got that from his spiritual master. He said, I want you to go to the West, and if you get money, print books. Everything Prabhupada did flowed from that instruction. All the power. Prabhupada took no credit for doing anything. He said, everything came from my spiritual master because I followed his instruction. Excuse me. If we follow the instruction of the Spiritual master, <clears throat> pardon me, everything good comes. All, all, all of our empowerment comes from following the instructions of the spiritual master. Thank you so much. Brendan, Mataji, thank you. Thank you for being here, Nityana Prabhu. I didn't feel right giving class with you here, <laughs> but thank you for being here. Thanks, Prabhu. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki. Assemble devotees Ki. Bye.